So I thought we'd do, instead of just, uh, sometimes we do Q&A, and, and uh, that can be helpful. Um, prayed about it and felt like we'd go in a little different direction. Um, just, it's very, very helpful to unpack this and illustrate it some more. So what do you mean? What does that look like? How do you live that out? What does that look like? How do you, how do you live that out? So um, Jesus, what we ask is that you would continue to fill the evening, fill our lives, answer the questions of our hearts, bring us clarity. Mm-hmm. And so come, we want everything, everything, Jesus, from you, love you and adore you. And we pray Just guide our conversation this evening and and then on into the evening. Um, Guide us, meet us, fill us. Mm. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so tell me your experience hearing the voice of God. Was that a normal part of your Christian life? Sort of short answer to that. And then how do you hear the voice of God? What's that been like to walk into that? Uh, No, it has not been a category. But um, in my busyness, in my drivenness, if I can give myself space to listen to God, boy, I start hearing things. And I internally, I start seeing things. I start hearing things from people around me. Mm -hmm. As I read scripture, um, I get that. Because I, you know, the busyness and drivenness in my past has been, I just give myself a little bit of time and crowd it on both sides, but I never hear God in reading scripture. But I've got to give myself the room outside of my drivenness, outside of my busyness, and that's when I begin to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Short answer, when I first came to Christ, I did. And that was lost, stolen, or given away a few years later. And not a part of my Christian experience for decades. And it has been something that has been regained or reclaimed or given back, whatever the right word is, the last 10 years. The difference it makes is Scripture tells me God is my Father. But it's a whole different ballgame. To hear him father mm-hmm. you, to speak into my heart. Mm-hmm. Well done, Craig. Hang it. Hang. Don't lose it here. Mm-hmm. Just the the guidance, the joy, the laughing with him, him interpreting my tears in a movie or talking to a man, hearing a man's story, um, his fathering. I've had Christianity without conversational intimacy. I don't want to go back. I mean, this feels, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a believer in college, and it was not a part of my theology at all, nor was spiritual warfare, inner healing, the good heart. Um, I think the shift for me started happening. I was in John's class. We taught at a college program, and, uh, and he starts naming these categories, and I'm like, wow, he's wacko. And, uh, uh, but he has a lot more life than I do. So something ain't right, as they say in Pittsburgh. Um, so, um, I felt like God said, you know, John's describing this theology and this, this worldview that's not consistent with the one that I know. And so 
um, he led me to, to take the, the Bible and pick one of the Gospels and just let go of all my presuppositions and read through a Gospel and say, what Christianity is there? And I read uh, the book of, of Mark, and it was like, there's healing, there's spiritual warfare, there's the voice of God. And it was like, oh my goodness, it is right here. And I've read it before, but I'm seeing it. And so that started, I think, shifting my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I would say for me, hearing from God, it starts with beliefs that what we believe we see. And, uh, and so constantly consecrating my beliefs and training my beliefs. And that verse in John 8 or 9 says, those that belong to God hear what God says. Well, I believe that I belong to God. I'm a son of the Father, and therefore, I hear what he says. And so the issue isn't his not speaking, but me not hearing. And so, Father, work on my beliefs. And I think the thing I'd add just in my 30s is I give a lot of grace to it, a lot of grace to just give it a try. I look at it as training um, rather than trying, just training to hear the voice of God. And it gets better and stronger and truer and more reliable mm-hmm. with every passing year. Mm-hmm. But it's a training process that I grow more and more confident. Um, and I lean more on wisdom than revelation because in the season, you know, I, I don't hear as well as I will one day, but sure. I do hear. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 1, Paul says, I pray for you that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You need both. You need wisdom, but wisdom does not address enough categories. You can't master or memorize enough principles to navigate your life. You just can't. And that's where revelation comes in. God, what do I do with this? What are you saying to me about this? And what I want to point out is that God speaks in a lot of ways. You can be praying about something and then, and then some conversation that you have three days later. Mm-hmm. Somebody's talking and you go, oh, here's my answer. This is so from God. Mm-hmm. He is addressing the very thing I was asking about. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it comes through people. You hear a sermon. Sometimes I'll open a book and bang. It's like, oh, my goodness. That is exactly. And this happened to me twice this week. You know, and, and right. so he speaks in so many ways, obviously. Scripture, baseline, bottom line, starting point, foundation, of course. But the irony of the people who say God only speaks to you through the scripture is that that's not what the scripture says. (laughs) So it's like, okay, let's start with the scripture, right? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Revelation 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice. Today, Hebrews, Mm -hmm. if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as they did in the wilderness. I mean, it's all Mm -hmm. over the place. So it's meant to be normative, but I think our experience would be it's something to be learned, right. mm-hmm. practiced, don't beat yourself mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. If you can't hear, please test it, right. <laughs> test it, you know, on any big decision. I make sure I get confirmation. Hey, would you guys yeah. pray with me about this? Mm-hmm. I certainly get Stace and I mm-hmm. to pray about it. I find that in, in situations of high drama, I can't hear. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just a given. I don't know. I'm, I'm too tweaked. I'm, I'm too cranked up. I'm, so I just recognize, you know what? During high stress or really urgent questions, just give yourself some breathing room. Pray about it, but let God answer in a number of different ways because you might not hear. Yeah. But ultimately, 
what we are describing is an inner experience of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul prays to the Father and he says, I pray that the Father would strengthen you by his spirit in your inmost being, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. See, that's where God lives now. He lives in you, in your heart. That's where he abides. So you're not going to hear it externally. You're going to hear it internally, right? And then, of course, we test it against Scripture you know, we test it against wisdom, mm-hmm. big decisions. We get confirmation. But I think all of us would testify it's absolutely transformed our lives. Yeah. I don't know how I lived without it. Mm-hmm. So, John, uh, let me ask you a question. What would you do, you know, when you hear with a pretty high level of confidence that this is what God's saying? And then the way life plays out, obviously that wasn't true or consistent with, you know, circumstances, where do you go then? Yeah. Um, Number one thing is I protect my heart. Don't go to distress. Mm. Don't go to accusation or anger, God, or, you know, protect Mm. the moment there. Mm -hmm. Because that is a very sort of vulnerable moment for faith. Right. Your faith can really take a shot there. And knowing that, I don't want to let the Mm -hmm. enemy in, Mm -hmm. bang, right on that. He'd love to seize that opportunity, Right. Pause and go, I don't know how to interpret this. I know that God is good. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I didn't hear right. Yeah. I, maybe, maybe I didn't ask the second question. Because mm. a lot of times what we'll do is we'll say, Father, you know, God, can we you know, take this trip? Or should we sell the house? Or do you want me to you know, change jobs? And we'll hear, yes, but we don't ask when. Ask the next question, mm-hmm. right? Or with whom? Or how? Or to where? Or under what? You know, we get, we get a quick answer. And then like mm-hmm. young warriors, mm-hmm. we wow. just, you know, crash off and, and then it doesn't work out. Yeah. So grace, mm-hmm. mercy, when it doesn't seem to, you know, fit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. God will sort it out. Mm-hmm. I, no accusation, no blame. Mm-hmm. I tell you what's really cool about this though, is teaching this to your kids, to hear the voice of God, they'll get it so fast because they don't have all the crud in the way, right? The woundedness, the brokenness, the bad theology, mm-hmm. the years of churchianity. This is so cool. So, oh, so my son Luke is here. He's, he's working on the tech with us. He's 15 and we're back at the, at the, yeah. at the shop, you know, praying about decisions. Mm-hmm. And Luke's right there. And he's like, yeah, I hear God say, yeah, go for it. Or no, I hear, I hear God say, don't do that. And he, bang, he's been right every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Thanks for joining the Ransomed Heart Podcast. For more, come to our website at ransomedheart.com.